You're listening to the Weekly Parsha Podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Pesham Israel, 5784, 2024. This week's Parsha is Parsha Shemos. We have completed the foundation of the Jewish people. We've completed the stories of the Avois as they went to the land of Israel. They went down into exile to Egypt. And now we have the story of the Jewish people's exile and their redemption. And that's the book of Shemos. It's called Exodus in English, which means leaving the land of Egypt. And Moshe Rabbeinu Moses is our protagonist. He is the one who will be the Mashiach of his time, the Messiah of his generation. The Goyal Hashem sends the redemption through his hands. And in a conversation with God, he says to him something which we'll study together in the Medrash, try to understand what it means. But he says to Hashem, Hashem is trying to convince him, finally he does convince him, that he should go and redeem the Jewish people. He is going to be God's representative. And Moshe says to Hashem, Behold, I'm going to come to the children of Israel. And I will say to them, the God of your forefathers has sent me to you. The Jewish people are going to ask, what is his name? What should I tell them? Now it's a very interesting uh, back and forth here between Moshe and Hashem. The Jewish people are going to ask, what's his name? What does this mean exactly? What is his name? What is God's name? God is God. You know what I'm saying? What's his name? What is the meaning of this question? We're, we're gonna we're gonna examine this this question about what is this question? And now I'm going to read this in a way you may not be used to. the The Hebrew word for "I will be" is "Eheyeh." I will be. odrega. I will be with you in a moment, as we would say in Hebrew. But when it's used in reference to Hashem, when it's used in reference to God, so this word is actually a holy name. It's actually, in fact, the holiest name, the highest name of God, and represents the sphere of Kesar, the transcendent aspect of God. We know that God's name, the one that we don't pronounce, the ineffable name, is the letters Yud, and then He, and then Vav, and then He. We don't pronounce it the way it's written. It's only pronounced the way it's written in the Holy Temple, in the Beis Hamikdash. But you'll notice that the last two letters of this word, of the word I will be, which Hashem refers to Himself as, and I'm going to say it as Ekye, the last two letters are Yud and He, which are the first two letters of the name Yud, and then He, and then Vav, and then He. So it's important to know, I've heard I've heard this name used, in a particular prayer by a certain Makubal, by a certain Kabbalist, and he was careful to say Ekiya Asher Ekiya, which means I will be that I will be, but I'm I'm intentionally respecting God's name by now pronouncing it the way that it's written. But we're going to talk about what does this name mean? What does it represent? It represents, as we said, the transcendent aspect of God. It means I will be that I will be. It doesn't mean I am that I am, which is perhaps a more maybe common translation of the name, but it means I will be that I will be. In response to Moshe Rabbeinu's question, 
what am I to tell the Jewish people? Who, who are you? Who is this God? What is His name? Hashem says, I want you to tell him, I will be that I will be. Excuse me. Hashem says, this is what you shall say to the children of Israel. I will be, I will be, has sent me to you. So, in the middle of the Pasuk, the name of Hashem changes. There is Ekiah Asher Ekiah, I will be that I will be. And then there is just the name, I will be. We need to understand, why does the Pasuk change? Why does Hashem, in the middle of the sentence, change the way He refers to Himself, and the way that the Jewish people are to be told that God is referred to? So, these are the questions that I'd like to address and try to understand as we study together the Medrash. The Medrash talks about the fact that Hashem has many different names. Right? God has many different names. We refer to Him as Elikim. We refer to Him as the Lord of Hosts. Elikei Tzavakos. We refer to Him as Yudkei Vavkei. Each of these names have different connotations, and as we'll see, just like I, Ari Goldwag, am referred to by my children as Abba, which means father. And I'm referred to as my parents' son. I'm referred to as a singer, as a teacher of Torah. Depending on the context, the name that we have for someone denotes the relationship and the way that that person is interacting with those he's interacting with. If I'm teaching you Torah, I'll be called, perhaps, a rabbi. I'm not an official rabbi, but I might be called that. Uh, I'll be called a singer, etc. Lahavdil. When we talk about God, so there are different names of God which denote the way that God is interacting with us. And therefore teach us what is going on. What is going on in that interaction. So let's read the measures together. God says to Moses, Amr Rabbi Abba Bar Mamel. Rabbi Abba Bar Mamel says, Amr Lai Akadosh Baruch Hu, LeMoshe. Hashem says to Moses, Shemi, I'm sorry, Shmi Atamavakish Leida. You would like to know my name? Lefim Asaya Ani Nikra. Hashem says to Moshe, I am called based on my actions. Palmim Shani Nikra BeKel Shakai BeTzvakos BeLakim Hashem. We see that God is referred to as Kel Shakai. As he says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I, I was called by the Avos. The name that I used to interact with them was the name Kel Shakai. Tzvaka is the Lord of hosts. Elakim, God of judgment. Yudke Vavke, the God of mercy. It's going to explain. Kshinidones habriyos, aninikro elakim. When I judge mankind, when I judge my creations, I'm called, I'm referred to as Elikim, the God of Judgment. When I fight, when I wage battle against the wicked, I'm called the Lord of Hosts. Right? It's Ava, is an army. I'm the Lord of the army. And when, when I 
when I am looking at, or more precisely, as the Yitz Yosef explains, when I am waiting, I don't want to give, I don't want to judge a person, and I don't want to bring out his bring out his punishment immediately. I want to give him a chance to repent. So I use the I use the name Kel Shakai. The name Kel Shakai means the God who says enough, meaning he holds himself back, he withholds his anger. When I have compassion on my world, I'm referred to as Yudke Vavke, this name, the name of compassion. We find in the 13 attributes of mercy, which we invoke on Yom Kippur, during Slichas. So, it uses the name Yudke Vavke twice, and it says that he is the God of compassion. This is what it means when Hashem says, I will be that I will be. God is coming to teach Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe says, what is your name? Hashem says, my name depends on the situation. It depends on the particular interaction that I'm having with my creation. I'm called based on my actions, my deeds, my interactions with mankind. So, it's very interesting, because Moshe is saying, what's your name? And Hashem says, I have many names. I will be what I will be. Which really means, which is the aspect, we mentioned it's the aspect of Kesser, it's the aspect of the crown of God, as it were. Aspect of crown, just like a king wears a crown, because he is the all-inclusive, the the individual who represents all the people and cares about all the people in his kingdom. So to God, when we speak about the name Eki Asher Eki, I will be that I will be, it represents the all-inclusive aspect that God is not just one-dimensional. God is not an angry God, right? As we could say, in a certain sense, the Muslims understand God as an angry God or judging God. He's not a loving God only as the Christians understand Him. God is all of these and more. God is an all-inclusive God. God has many, many ways that He interacts with us. That's a very interesting idea. I'm not going to really get into so much this particular point, but it's worth thinking about why is this something that He mentions here? Why is this something that He mentions here? And it could be that it's important as the Jewish people become a nation, as they experience the the challenges of Gullus, of exile, and as they're about to be redeemed from that, they need to know that everything that happens to them in life, the negative things, the positive things, the challenges, the redemptions, they're all coming from the same singular God. They're all coming from one God manifesting in the world in different ways. It's not like Hashem has split personalities. Chas v'shom, heaven forbid. It's that Hashem has different ways of manifesting in the world. And all of them are an expression of God's unity, somehow. And in the moment of Geula, we could say, in the moment of redemption, we get a moment of clarity where we see the whole picture. It's like a person who goes through a challenging, difficult time and he comes out on the other side, he has his personal redemption, 
And he looks back and he recognizes that he needed that particular challenge, that particular experience to grow from. And he doesn't look back and say, I wish I didn't have that experience. He might say, I'm not interested in having that going forward. But he doesn't look back and say, uh, you know, he, the person recognizes that it was all part of his growth. So in this moment, Hashem says, I am, I will be, I, I am all of these things. I'm all of these aspects. Okay, that's the first point in the Medrash. Rabbi Yitzchak Oimer, Rabbi Yitzchak says, Amor Kodesh Baruch Another understanding of what this name means. And by the way, all of these understandings are parallel understandings. We need to know there are Shivan Panam Latoya, there are 70 different aspects, uh, uh, there are 70 different facets or aspects of ways of understanding every single concept in the Torah. So we're going to talk about another aspect. It doesn't contradict the previous aspect. Rabbi Yitzchak says, I want you to tell them, Anisha Yisi. It says the name Ekya three times, right? Hashem says, I will be that I will be. And then he says, Tell them I will be sent them. And he leaves that the I will be that I will be, right? So it says it three times in the same verse. Says Rabbi Yitzchak an amazing thing. And I'd like to share with you also what the Eshed Hanachalim says to explain it. Hashem says, there's an aspect here in saying that I will be, that there, there are three, right? There are three times. One denotes the fact that I was. I was revealed previously. The second denotes the fact that I am revealed presently. And the third time it says I will be represents the fact that I will be revealed in the future time in, in the redemption. And the Eshed HaNachalim explains that there were three points in history that we, that we know for sure that Hashem was openly revealed, completely revealed. The first was when Hashem created Adam HaRishon, the first human being. Hashem revealed Himself openly, manifestly. Adam HaRishon had a full experience of Hashem, interactive experience with Hashem, speaking as it were face to face. The second experience of mankind, when Hashem revealed Himself openly, was at this point in time. At the moment of redemption, God reveals Himself to the Jewish people, they walk through the Yamsuf, they see an awesome revelation of God's highest spheres, they see Hashem, as it were, sitting on His throne, and that continues until Mount Sinai. At Mount Sinai, they all hear the voice of God, the entire Jewish people hear that revelation, open revelation, manifest, that's called, we, for, for them, the present moment. And then in the future time, says the Asher HaNachalim, there's going to be a full manifestation, a full revelation of God in the world. And that's talking about the times of Mashiach, the Messianic age, where we return. As our sages teach us, we return to the state of Adam Arish and Kodam the first man before the sin, where Hashem was openly revealed. We get to a state of Geula, redemption. What does it mean, Mashiach? What does it mean, the Messiah? What does it mean, redemption? It means God is openly manifest and revealed in the world. So, Hashem was saying, this is a moment, this is the moment where we return to that state, if but for a moment, 
he says, I will be three times. Referencing that the ultimate goal, as I understand it, the ultimate goal is that Hashem will be revealed and seen in the Messianic age. But it was that way once. And it is that way now in the redemption as they leave uh, Egypt, as they experience the Exodus. And it will be that way again in the future, which is our ultimate goal. So, in using this name, when Moshe says, what is your name? Hashem responds and says, I will be that I will be. I will be. Which means, I'm going to openly reveal myself right now. And don't think that it's a one-time occurrence. We're going to get there eventually for the whole world to experience. That's where we're headed. So it's a, it's a powerful statement of where we are and where we're going. The next pshat in the Medrash is a little bit more famous because it's one that Rashi himself quotes. Hashem says to Moses, you want to know what my name is? My name is the God who will be with you. I am the God who is with you in your troubles. I am the God who stands next to you as you go through your challenging times. So he says it three times. I will be with you now and I will be with you in the future times when you have challenges in the future, when you go through your future exiles. Again, Hashem says to Moshe to tell them, I want you to say, I will be with them in this current difficulty, in this current subjugation that they're experiencing. They're going to experience future subjugations. They're going to live through future exiles and future challenges and difficulties. I will be with them then as well. This is not a one-time occurrence. So that explains two of the I will be's. What's the third one? Moshe says, do you want me to say to them? They're in the middle of such a terrible subjugation, such a terrible, terrible subservience to the people of Egypt. Do you want me to tell them about a future subjugation that they're going to experience, future troubles? It's enough to talk about the current trouble that they're in. So Hashem agrees to Moshe and says, Look, alright, so don't tell them, don't tell them I will be with them now and I'll be with them in the future. Just tell them I will be with them now. Let's not talk about the future. I want you to know about it. Maybe after they're redeemed, you can teach them this lesson. But you're right. Let's just talk about the current challenge that they're facing. Now the measure says a similar idea, another aspect of it. They are currently serving. They are currently subservient. They are slaves. They are building. Uh, they are building with with brick and mortar. 
as slaves. It's going to be that way in the future as well. The challenges that they go through today, perhaps we could say that this is like another aspect of it, the challenges that they go through today, there will be future challenges, parallel challenges, similar challenges. The the prime example of the challenge is what happened in Egypt. But it will happen again, it will replicate in the future, and the Jewish people need to go through that. As we said, the challenge itself is something which builds the person. The challenge itself is something which makes a person greater. Uses the word, the same root. I became aniesi v'nechlesi became sick. There's a the word ekye that Hashem is using to talk about Himself is also a word which can be indicative of the troubles that that the Jewish people go through. So Hashem is speaking of Himself again as being with them in their troubles identifying, we could say, identifying God is identifying Himself as the one who manifests through the trouble. You want to know how to experience God? Do you want to know how to get in touch with God? We don't ask for troubles. We don't ask for difficulties. We say, We don't want to be tested. We don't want to go through embarrassing situations. But, and I've experienced it, and I'm sure that you may have experienced this as well, when we go through a difficulty or a challenge, we, we feel close to Hashem. I'm reminded of a, a video that recently circulated of a particular woman who was waiting for her relative, I don't know if it was a child, a daughter, I think it was her daughter, to return from captivity. And she, in the middle of doing the mitzvah of challah, I think for the first time, she she... Burst out, Hashem, I love you. Right, there's a connection inside of the challenge, inside of the difficulty. It's hard to explain if a person hasn't experienced it. Again, Moshe, in this explanation as well, says, well, I'm going to talk to them about a future challenge they're going to experience. Just talk about the current one. So God is with us in our challenge, and I, and I would say that this this message is instructive about the way that we talk to people who are going through challenges, just to be with the person in the current feeling, the current issue. Just be with them where they are right now. I'm going to read one more section here in the medrash, and we're running out of time. I'm going to be Rabbi Yechanan says a very interesting thing, and this is also very instructive to understand what's going on currently in the world, and the way Hashem generally deals with the Jewish people. He says, means I will be that which I will be, which kind of means, as we saw, Hashem will deal differently in different situations with us. But another aspect of it, as Rabbi Yechanan understands it, is that Hashem is saying that depending on the person, if it's an individual, I am going to interact with them in a way which is merciful at times, uh, or I, I, I will interact with them directly sometimes, and sometimes I will just step back from my interactions with them. Let's say a person decides that they want to be a tzaddik, be righteous, so Hashem will interact with them. 
Let's say a person decides that they want to be wicked. They they don't want to they don't want to do that which God demands of them. So Hashem will step back from an individual and not not force them to serve Him properly. Very interesting. When it comes, as the HCS explains, when it comes to the general populace of the Jewish people, when we as a whole, as a nation, turn away from God, there's no such thing that Hashem steps back and says, you know what, they've turned away from me, I don't care. There's no such thing. When they have broken their teeth, that's the the expression the Medrash uses, when they have broken their teeth, they've, they've turned away from me, they're not serving me proper, properly, I can't allow that to continue. I will rule over them, I will, in a certain sense, force them to be under my dominion. And the Pasuk says in Yechezkel, in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 33, God swears, He says, I, I, I vow that I will use a powerful hand, an outstretched hand, tremendous anger to rule over you. If you turn away from me, Hashem says, as a nation, an individual who turns away, Hashem will let them go. But as a nation, when we, chas heaven forbid, turn away from God, God does not let us, so to speak, get away, get away with it. God does something in order to wake us up, in order to draw us back to Him, in order to make sure that we, as a nation, are serving Him. So this is a very powerful statement of the Medrash. Hashem is saying, sometimes, Eki Asher Eki, I'll be what I am. I may or may not deal with you, depending on you. But then there's a third ekia, a third I will be, which says, it doesn't just go by however the winds blow. It goes very simply. If you're doing what's right, that's great. If you're not, as a nation, I'm going to be there. I will be your king. I will rule over you. And it may be tough love. That's what the Medrash says. So I'd like to conclude and say that this is an incredible lesson. The whole, the whole discussion here is just like, who is God? How does He relate to us? We asked at the beginning, Moshe Rabbeinu says, how do I, who, who, what is your name? Which really means, what is your relationship with us going to look like? You're going to redeem us? You're the Redeemer. How do I express that to them? And there are many aspects of the expression of that that Hashem answers. But all of them denote the fact that God wants to be our Redeemer. He wants to be our King. He is with us in our troubles. And as a nation, He will not let us go. He will not let us go. So I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should recognize in our individual lives and in our national lives that Hashem is with us. That Hashem is guiding us. And that we, we get to interact with Hashem. We don't want challenges. We don't ask for them. But when they happen, we touch God. We, we, we sense Him in the pain, in the, in the challenge. He is there with us. And He's also there with us in the awesome redemption that comes at the other side of the challenge. And as a nation, we need to know. Hashem should help us to understand 
that the experiences that we have as a nation, the tough ones, the good ones, they're all there for us to be drawn back into our relationship with God. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.